Welcome to Trying Days of the Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce DeTorres. With us is S.K. Bain, author of The Most Dangerous Book in the World, 9-11 as Mass Ritual, Blackjack, The Dawning of a New Great Age of Satan, Most Dangerous, A True Story, and The End is Only the Beginning, 2022 and the Coming of God. Kent and Chris, it's great to be with you both. Grant, thank you much, Lee, for coming on. You know, I, I, I'm getting uh, very tired of uh, all the people trying to uh, send us into the past instead of going into the future. I, I'd much rather go into the future on this uh, uh, great ball spinning through space, you know. Another thing I've been thinking about a bit is, uh, oh, China. You know, I mean, I've been talking about for a long time that these secret societal systems were, were looking to, you know, rule the world through China. And the other thing, you know, been thinking about is Chile. We had a gentleman, Mr. Kissinger, and he was talking about how they're going to make that economy scream. And, you know, we've been really the, the main targets, you know, of the machinations of the psychological warfare and all the BS that's been going on. For, for a long time, because, you know, our, our forefathers, you know, made a quantum leap, okay, when they uh, formed this country. When, when I look at these secret societal systems, one thing, you know, that I, I noticed was that they would do a thing where they would be the people to uh, uh, set it up, okay? I mean, when you, when you looked at the, the Federal Reserve, your first... Uh, a uh, guy who was uh, the one of the uh, New, New York was a, was a skull and boneser. They need to be in the apex position when they're starting a particular operation. I mean, that was one reason why you had George W. Bush in as president of the United States. It wasn't that like George W. Bush was the best candidate that could be found. And according to uh, information that's been acquired to me was, you know, there was a, there was a deal. Okay. Because, you know, Clinton was basically a, a, a lieutenant in the, in the Bush prime family because they were involved in the black uh, op of, of the drugs going through Arkansas among, among other things. And, but there was, there was a deal that George HW Bush, he knew he was only going to be four years and Clinton was going to be eight. And, and by that, they got to uh, George W. in there for eight years. And the plan was then to, to put in Hillary. But then the people, we had gone far enough and, and there'd been enough, all oh, the internet had, and, you know, and, and us rabble risers had been creating enough stuff so that, you know, Hillary wasn't that viable. So they, they actually jumped ahead and put Obama in because, you know, I mean, he's got some CIA tethers. I mean, his CIA tethers are much farther away than like George H.W. and George W. Bush's tethers. Because of deaths and the internet and other things, these groups have lost their really controlling power. You know, we've got a heck of a time here where I think it's the time of the people and we can take back our future from these quote unquotes in the shadows. Excuse me for getting on my soapbox there, but Kent, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, it's good to talk to you. 
Well, it's always interesting when you when you get on your soapbox, and I always enjoy listening to it. And you, you have been talking for a long time about ch- the ascendancy of, of China. Um, I was watching a news segment tonight about the uh, Brazil is the last pro-American democracy in Latin America. Uh, they're the ninth uh, largest economy in the world, and they're, they have an upcoming election, and it could the opponent of the uh, current president Bolsonaro is uh, vehemently anti-American and pro-China, so uh, we could be about to lose, the United States could be about to lose its uh, last ally in in Latin America, and you've talked um, a lot uh, about how the elite are uh, transitioning from the United States to to China as the, you know, workhorse of the uh, globalist agenda. And I think that's evidenced in in so many different respects. I think that you know your your predictions or your, your observations and predictions on that just continue to be borne out, basically with every news cycle. China has you know all these high speed rails and all of that kind of stuff, right? And they've talked about it, and there has been legislation and money done, but it hasn't been it hasn't happened. And is it quote unquote uh, the government's fault? Or there is this, what I call the shadows and basically and their money ability and their control over, you know, most of the banking and all of the stuff like that, because it's like the same reason that like trying day books haven't been made into movies. Okay. It's not because people haven't tried. It's because people have stopped it. And, and the high-speed rail hasn't happened because people haven't tried. It's because the people have stopped it. They're working very hard uh, to create a very, you know, shattered image of America so that then they can manipulate those different images. And then I go yeah. back to what my father said, you know, that first really basic thing where he said, you know, the Vietnam War is about drugs. These secret societies are behind it all. And, and then he says, and communism is all a sham. These same secret societies are behind it. It's all a big game. The United States has been essentially deindustrialized. We're, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. We've got the, you know, build back better bill that's that's been passed but very little of that money is actually flowing very few of the projects are being pushed forward and you know meanwhile the you know china's undertaking the new silk road initiative they they are not just developing massive new internal infrastructure uh within their borders but they are developing outposts and and strategic relationships all over the world much as we did in the uh, early stages of the development of the you know the US empire but they we're our, our influence is waning theirs is is ascending and they're exerting their influence in so many different ways and they're catching up with us militarily economically on on so many different fronts and they've been very uh smartly taking our intellectual property and even our top secret information from so many different sources for so long they they have the the blueprints to uh literally anything they want in the store of the general store of the united states they've 
they've cleaned us out. But people that have not been paying attention to this uh, and that you know just assume that the U.S. will continue to be you know the dominant superpower indefinitely, they they really missed the story of the century, if not the millennium. You know, you you have been exposing the sort of the innards, the inner workings of this, and the the secret society uh, strategy behind this. I mean, China is incredibly powerful in its own right, but they, without the backing of the uh, hidden hand, they they wouldn't be ascending as rapidly as they are. But it's, I mean, they are they're absolutely switching horses. At some point, that will become abundantly clear, and for people that are just sort of waking up to this, you know, starting to see how this is true across practically every sector. You know, some people will be in for a rude awakening and some people, you know, won't hit them quite as hard, but it's, uh, you've made the case repeatedly for years, ever since we've been working together, and it just becomes more and more evident every day. You know, we, we all better uh, start uh, learn, learning uh, Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> well, you know, be, beyond all that, I'm, I'm really bullish on America. I, I really see the recent arrogance of uh, the Supreme Court is just uh, beyond the pale. Again, uh, the end, and then you have, it, it, you know, it's just a part of a uh, new beginning. After Trump was elected, the next day they had, quote unquote, the, the Women's March, remember? Mm-hmm. And there's quite a, quite a few people out there. I went out in the local, uh, local march here, I was carrying a flag and I had it, had it wrapped and a local newspaper uh, asked me some questions. I didn't see them in their, their article, but my comment was, well, you know, if this is what it takes, you know, uh, one of the big sticks, okay, that the secret society uh, has been playing um, has been to make people apathetic and to make them not even, not care. Less and less people are, are voting. If the outrageousness and the arrogance of these people is what it takes for people to get off their duff and to be involved in the political process, because, I mean, a a republic runs on its people. I'm encouraging people to vote. I'm encouraging people to uh, get people to the polls, get, 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 because I really think that they've exhausted uh, their source to get to here. They've waged uh, an unceasing war on the American public, and I think so, so many people are now becoming aware of that and the number of ways that they've been exploited and manipulated that, you know, the, the onslaught you know, sort of running out of steam, running out of energy. And uh, so I think you're, you're right that there's a tremendous opportunity to uh, push for freedom, to push to get our country back. Amen. And to the future, instead of, you know, to the blankety blank past. I mean, you know, just because, you know, uh, there is a clock in DC does not make it sinister, correct? Uh, that, well, that's correct. I mean, it just depends on who's, who's using it, who's, who's keeping time and what their intentions are. When it strikes midnight, that can spell the witching hour. Or it can spell a new day. It depends on how you interpret it and how, you know, what you get up every day and decide to do and uh, what you fight for. Right. Right. There's these points in American history that they do something, okay? So people try and look behind the the curtain. Behind the curtain then shoves all kinds of stuff at you. 
but you know the the JFK assassination and 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 9/11, you know, did did a lot of that. When you were looking into that, you start saying, well, now if what I'm looking at here is the right construct, that means that some people were fiddling around with some of this some years before. Oh yeah. How how did you deal with that? What you know? What what did you say to yourself? A crime scene. You work backwards, and then you can make you make some informed assumptions. You know how long the the perpetrator planned the crime, and uh, you can do the same thing with with 9/11 and JFK, and see that it, that both of those were in the works for. If you really look deep, you look at all the evidence. You're open-minded. You see that they were uh, in the, the planning for quite a long time and involved quite a large number of people. You know, some people can go there and some people can't. What that says about our world and the degree to which our environment can be manipulated, that we can be manipulated. Some people just don't want to, to, to see. And it's, it's truly disconcerting and disturbing. And I understand when people just look away, they don't want to know anymore. They don't want to think about it. That's, that's a perfectly normal reaction. But those of us that do look and don't turn away and, and study it long enough, you know, we, we see something that's really rather horrifying in its depth and uh, antiquity. You really do have to, to try to, to make sense of it and, and see it for what it is and see it in all, in all its hideousness, because if, if you don't, you really have no chance whatsoever of figuring out a way to resist it on a personal level, much less on any sort of corporate group level, if you, if you won't confront it, you stand no chance to resist it. Well, it, you and know, it has many layers and many circles, too. You know, one way that you do a conspiracy is you really, you, you hold it pretty tight, okay? And you, you really don't let people into uh, the truth of the matter. And, and when you reach out to people to, to, to have an action done, you, you most unlikely you tell them a lie or, or you go to a particular uh, circle that you've created uh, that works in that milieu that you want to influence. And the other, other thing that, it's, that uh, a lot of it's predicated on is, is what's called the, the books. In other words, they have been taking notes for a long, long time. And so they can see how you know, cycles and patterns repeat themselves. And so they'll tend to look at something and say, okay, so that's what's happening. So I need to go to this plan and blah, 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 stuff like that. You know, another thing I was thinking about, I mean, Lord have mercy, I'm 72, soon to be 73. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, when uh, JFK was uh, running for president, they made this big to do about how he was a Catholic and Lord have mercy, he was going to be taking, you know, his, his orders from the Pope. And how could we elect a Catholic to be president of the United States? And, you know, there's... Uh, some part of all of that and his Fitzgerald upbringing that, uh, you know, had to do with his choice as a candidate for the killing of the king. The other thing that, that's happening, because, you know, I mean, I've been following, uh, you know, these, these voting machines for a long time, and, and they have been corrupt. And, and generally, the ones that were corrupt were tied with the mob. Speaking of that, it's very interesting. Uh, Daniel Hopsicker, you know, he's doing a book called Gangster Planet. And, then, ah. and Richard Grove 
is doing a book uh, basically on, on the same thing. And I'm working really hard on Whitney Webb's book right now. That's basically what she's documenting is this intelligence agency crime gang thing that, you know, that, that comes together and, and tries to eat up the world. If one gang finds out that, you know, Lord, I can, I can sell drugs and make some money, after a while, there's other gangs that find the same thing, you know, just like the gang used our sovereign country to do it. You've got, you know, sovereign countries that are doing it. It's an interesting world we live in. But I, like I say, I'm really bullish on the United States of America. I, I think we've got a great people here. I, I hope for the dang best. And I say vote and onwards and all that good stuff. <laughs> Kent, any last words? I think uh, if, I, if I could encourage people to just educate themselves, uh, read more Trinday books, open your eyes, and uh, let's rebuild our country. Amen to that. Amen. Onwards. Onwards. <laughs>